0: That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on another podcast. On tonight's podcast, we're going to be continuing the study of the book of Corinthians with chapter 5. In this portion of the letter, Paul talks about how a brother in Christ was actually in deep, gross sin and that the church in Corinth was not addressing it. Paul commands that they purge out the leaven. I'll talk about what this means with the context of the scriptures. So join me for the podcast now in session. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be in You. Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on another Thursday night, and it's so good to have you here back in my home studio. And uh, watching live, if you are watching live, if not, you're uh, probably listening later on on the podcast, or potentially you're watching on the video later on. So I appreciate it whenever you do join me. Um, I definitely look forward to uh, getting into back into the Book of First Corinthians tonight. We're going to be in First Corinthians chapter five, but but first, of course, by way of introduction, if this is your first time. Um, and you have just tuned in by somehow or another, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, there's also podcast platforms you can look me up, and that's on Let This Mind Be in You Ministries podcast. Just about anywhere um, podcasts are produced or, or actually um, uploaded to, uh, I should be on there. So, whatever your favorite podcasting stream is, uh, you can look me up there at Let This Mind Be in You Ministries podcast. Also, if you're watching, uh, obviously if you're watching on YouTube, you know this is Let This Mind Be In You. That's where you look me up, but if you're on Facebook, you obviously wouldn't know that. But if you're on YouTube and you want to find me on Facebook, you can find me at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, and uh, you can find me there. And also, if you'd like to contact me, uh, the best way to do so is uh, in my readily available, publicly available uh, I put it out all the time, but you can reach me at LTMBIY, that's LTMBIY at yahoo.com, and um, just go ahead and leave me a an email there. My wife says it sounds good. Thank you for the sound check in the other part of the house. My love. All right, so uh, last week I said it was a busy week, getting up super early in the morning. Nothing has changed. That's going to be for the, uh, well, at least for a little while, until probably towards the end of November, and then um, I'm looking forward to taking a little bit of time, and my parents are actually coming in town, Lord willing, uh, for the uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, staying actually through, I think, potentially through the new year. And we are definitely looking forward to that. My children are definitely looking forward to seeing Grandma and Pop-Pop. Grandma and Pop-Pop, they cannot wait to see you. And uh, I know my dad will probably be uh, tuning in later on, probably on uh, on Facebook, or I mean, every once in a while he jumps in on YouTube. But um, anyways, so if you're watching and on any one of those, uh, as I wrote in the comments, If you're watching live, you can put it in the, in the comment stream, or if you're watching this later on, please drop a line down below where you're watching from. I'd love to know, uh, you don't obviously have to give me your home address, but, uh, just give me a general location state, you know, or something like that. I always, it's always interesting to to hear where people listen from. Uh, I've had people in England before, let's see, and a few other places I know, and I do know that sometimes people watch from overseas, uh, some people that I know that are missionaries on, uh, in some foreign countries I know do tune in from time to time. So I'm definitely appreciative of that, but go ahead and drop a line if you would. Uh, that'd be great. Looks like everybody's also starting to come in and then also, um, Starting to subscribe, or not subscribe, share, which by the way, if you would do that for me, please uh, make sure you share the page. Uh, If you can do that on Facebook, I'd greatly appreciate it, Uh, or any of the social media platforms, go ahead and copy the link or whatever and share me to those, or just share with all your friends by word of mouth. I would greatly appreciate that. Also, make sure you like it, Uh, hit the notification, uh, whether that's uh, the follow on Facebook or the notification bell on Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube, There were, that way you know whenever anything is uploaded and new. I've just about decided, just by, well, this is by way of, I guess you've heard it here first, um, I'm going to actually start recording sometime soon. Like I said, probably when I start getting a break, um, a little bit of a break, I'm going to start producing um, just basically me reading the scriptures. Um, I know Alexander Scorby and some other um, people have done that, um, but uh, this is sort of like on a, for a personal thing. But if you want to use it to listen to whether it's on a podcast or whatever uh, while you're driving down the road, and you'd rather listen to me, uh, that'd be great as well. But I'm going to start in the Book of Proverbs. Um, one for that's for personal reasons, of course. Uh, as I'm going to be deploying uh, ne- beginning sometime at the beginning of next year. Um, I'm going to be deploying again and uh, what I'd like to be able to do is have my wife um uh, just basically get onto either the podcast version or just pull up an old video and uh, it'll just be me uh reading the scriptures. Now, I don't think I don't think that I'm going to actually have like the scriptures up in a screen. I may have them up on the screen while I'm reading through there. Um but I I plan on doing it um without producing it. And what I mean by that is that I'm not going to, oh, I don't know, I'm not going to just read simply through it. And then like, if I kind of mess up a word or something, I'm going to, you know, pause it, you know, rewind, so to speak, and cut it up and make sure I get it just exactly right. I want to read it. This might sound kind of strange, but I want to read it like I read it with my children uh, when we're laying in bed before they go to bed. And um, I want them to be able to hear, you know, daddy mess up the names or mess up a word every now and again and go, well, wait a minute, that's actually this word or something like that. Um, And then also, like I said, I'm just maybe just like I'm looking right now, uh, but reading it from the from the word of God and then they can actually see me at the same time. I'm going to be on a a little bit of a different uh, time zone, obviously, uh, where I'm going. I'm going somewhere into the in the country of the Ukraine um, you heard it that here first i'm not giving away anything um, uh, as far as times or dates or or areas or locations, just general in the country, so i'll be in the Ukraine. I see my mom and dad are in the house, but if you're going to be interested in that again, like I said, this is more for personal reasons uh obviously, the audio version of those uh videos will go and be uploaded to the uh the podcast. But it's just going to be me reading through uh, Proverbs. And then what I want to do after I get done with Proverbs, uh, recording all the all the chapters of Proverbs, I'm probably going to read through the book of Acts. Um, because as my children start to get a little bit older, I want to start reading through the book of Acts, show them uh, the ministry there of of Peter and the transition midway through the book of Acts, to the Apostle Paul and God, and how God used the Apostle Paul and so forth and so on, the Acts of the Apostles. Um, I want to start reading that to them as well. But um, anyways, and like I said, Mom and Dad, and as you're watching there on Facebook, Millie Grace and Dominic cannot wait to see Grandma and Papa. They are so excited, and so am I. My wife and I are super excited because one, a couple of those days that Grandma and Pop-Pop are going to be here, uh, me and my beloved are going to go away without the children uh, for a few days. So Grandma and Pop-Pop have agreed to that. We're holding you to that. You heard it here. This is for all to see for the millions and millions of people that watch these videos. Uh, we're going to hold you to that. <laughs> Grandma and Pop-Pop, Okay. All right. Anyways. All right. So it's good to have you here Uh, by I've I've successfully killed about 10 minutes. So let's get into First Corinthians five. There's not a whole lot. I guess you would say is there's 13 verses. There's there's a a bit of stuff that I am going to cover tonight. But there's not like um, there's just a few simple thoughts that I'm going to bring up tonight. Um, This is not going to go like into some sort of deep theology or something like that. But um, I think it's going to be very, um, well, as a way of review for some, and maybe some people haven't really looked at it uh, this way uh, before. But we're going to read it in the context of scriptures, and then we're going to turn over to a few other ones uh, to show exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. So I hope you pay attention. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 in your King James Bibles. Please open them up and follow along with me. Now remember, the Apostle Paul starts out this letter by saying they're sanctified. They're saints. Sanctified saints. Remember that. Now he's entered into the part of the letter where he's going to basically take them, as the old adage goes, or the old saying goes, to the woodshed. He's going to take them over there and uh, very, very, um, I guess you would say, very distinctly uh, paddles them. Okay, uh, they're just proverbially getting paddled right now, and, um, and for good reason. Let's, let's start out in verse number one. It says, it is reported commonly. All that means is if it's reported commonly, that means plenty of people knew about what was going on, both within and without the church, Okay. And Paul starts out, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. Now, when we see the word fornication in this context, it's obviously going to be talking of a, um, of a sexual nature. However, fornication doesn't necessarily mean that all the time. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about as we get down a little bit further down. But as it says here that there is fornication among you, okay? Remember, these sanctified saints, brethren in Christ, and it says here that one of or excuse me as it is not so much as named among the gentiles that one should have his father's wife not even named among the gentiles um uh, this indicates to me now these these could be jewish believers under the ministry of paul okay not jewish believers potentially under the ministry of peter but it potentially could mean that he's about to call out these uh, these Jewish believers that were saved under his ministry. Okay, let's just put it that way. Because as he says as 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 it is not so much named as named among the Gentiles. Now I could be mistaken here. These could be Jews under the Kingdom Gospel uh, that Peter was preaching. That's for another time. We'll, we can flush that out later. The point is is that it wasn't even named among the Gentiles. Read in the Gentiles here, lost people, okay? Because remember, in Christ, there is no distinction of Jew and Gentile. Now, Paul could be saying here, these people are in Christ, okay? This brother in Christ is in some deep, gross sin, okay? And it's not even reported as among the Gentiles. Paul is literally saying that these people that are outside the church, these lost people, And the reason why I say that is because remember in Christ, or excuse me, remember there's three types of people. Um, This will be addressed in the book of Corinthians as well. There's the Jews, the Gentiles, so Jews, non-Jews, and Church of the Living God. That's it. So he seems to indicate that this is reported among the Gentiles. He's just basically lumping everybody in as far as lost people outside the church. Okay, I hope that makes sense. And I want to—I keep driving home this point because this is not Paul is not calling this man that is within gross sin having his father's wife. Now some kind of go back and forth on whether or not she was his, um, you know, stepmother or whatever uh, stepmother, but maybe she got divorced to his dad and then he married her or was um, shacking up with her, and in, in lack of a better terms or that it was his actual mother, and this is just the way Paul says it. I don't know. Uh, People, I've heard a bunch of different ways about it. The point is is that Paul names it as fornication. Something about it is wrong, obviously, and uh, Paul is pointing it out. But he's not just pointing out what this man is doing, but what the body of Christ there, saved, born again, sanctified saints, do about it. And it says, and ye, verse number two, are puffed up and have not rather mourned. There was no godly sorrow at all. There's no repentance, nothing. They were just puffed up. They're like, what are you going to do about it? Okay. Well, what can we do about it? You know, and he says here that he hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. Now, taken away, we're going to, I'll wait for that. Okay. I'll read. I'll tell you where to go in a few verses here. Um, the reason why I think what this taken away from among you is. Verse number three, For I verily, as absent in body, Paul was obviously writing this letter from outside of Corinth, but present in spirit, present in spirit, have judged already. Now, Paul, now, Paul, judge not lest ye be judged. Hi, Brother Ken over there on YouTube. Paul, how dare you? Judge not, lest ye be judged. Don't you know that verse? You know, don't you know that that's what uh, uh, Jesus taught? Paul absolutely knew. He was given this through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But we do judge through God's word. We don't judge of ourselves, we judge through God's word. And Paul is definitely judging this as wrong fornication, sin. Okay, as though I were present. Paul said, I don't need to be there present to see this, to know this is wrong. I've judged it wrong, sin. You guys are all puffed up, a lot of pride going on right there. Concerning him that hath done so, uh, so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I labeled this uh this video this to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the, this is very important, flesh. Flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. You go to the Ephesians, you know that what Paul is talking about here. Now, my dad, who's watching here, talks about the spirit of the church, little s spirit, okay? Um, uh, and not just his spirit, this man that's in the sin, but the spirit overall um, spirit, so to speak, or the, the, uh, the, the, I guess, I don't know what the best way to put this, but the, the feeling amongst the church, yeah, the, this was degrading them and depressing them down. They were getting puffed up in their own spirit. It was just a poor spirit all the way around. And it says here that uh, in my spirit, Paul says, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one of the Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus, meaning the spirit, overall spirit of the church. Um, I believe I got that right, Dad, and if I I made a mistake of what I've, I believe I've heard you say before. Um, and that very well may be the case because overall, as this Paul again is indicating that this person is in the body of Christ, okay, um, but nevertheless, we know that this is not talking about the destruction or that his soul and his spirit might possibly be saved because we know in Ephesians that we are sealed until the day of redemption and so forth and so on. That Holy Spirit of promise has sealed us. I believe it's Ephesians 1.13. The Holy Spirit of promise has done the sealing. This is not like, so, hey, make sure you cast him out of the church, make sure he basically dies, you know, wish death upon him, and then uh, so possibly he could maybe get saved in the end. That's not what it's talking about, okay? His spirit is secure. It's been renewed. It's been quickened. It's been given the earnest payment, the down payment of the Holy Spirit, sealed until the day of redemption. His soul is safe and secure, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, but his body... His body can be destroyed. His body of flesh, definitely. And that's what it says, For the destruction of the flesh, that the Spirit might be saved in the day of uh, the Lord Jesus. Your, glory, your glorying is not good. Know ye not, plural, that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Now, this should sound fairly familiar to you. Now, we studied through the book of Galatians before on this channel, but let's turn over to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter five and verse numbers seven through thirteen. Now, why do I bring this up? Why I'm about to bring this up is because when Paul mentions a low leaven in Galatians chapter five, he's mentioning another form of, of fornication, uh, sin, uh, not in line with with God's way. Okay, I don't know what else the way to put it other than sin. Okay, let's just put it that way. It is talking about sin, but look in the context of what he's talking about here. This is like a spiritual fornication. Verse number 7 of chapter 5 of Galatians. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? God's word. Truth. Now. And we don't have time here to go through the entire context of the book of Galatians, but it's literally people trying to preach false teaching to them to bring them back into the bondage of the law, the system, the traditions of men, all these things to bring them back under the yoke of bondage that Peter said himself in Acts 15 that we couldn't even bear. Speaking of the Jews. But it says here, Who did hinder you that, ye should, or you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. This isn't of Christ. A little leaven, there's this term again, leaveneth the whole lump. This leaven is sin, fornication, uh, all these different kinds of things. But in this context, it's false doctrine. Okay? I have confidence in you through the, the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross cease. I would, they were even cut off, which trouble you. Seems familiar, right? Because Paul literally says about this man back in 1 Corinthians 5, that he, the destruction of his flesh. So what is Paul talking about in Galatians 5? the destruction of the flesh, basically saying God's going to take this and this ambassadorship, so to speak, may be recalled, okay, taken out. Paul says, I would rather, you know, it says here, I would, Paul's preference is, even though he's not saying for you to go out or these people at Galatia or in Corinth to go out and kill this man, or these men that were teaching false uh, doctrine, it says, but I would, I hope, basically, they were even cut off, which trouble you. This is how serious it is. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. This brother, and I do believe he was saved, Paul did too. This brother was using liberty as an occasion to the flesh. Notice the similarity, It's because it's talking about the same thing. Whether people, well, it's physical fornication or spiritual fornication, it's fornication. The results are the same. If you see it come in within that local body, you gotta address it and get rid of it. If they're not willing with a godly sorrow to repent and to change their ways and so forth and so on, and to get that fornication out of there, it will affect the body because a little leaven Leaven the whole lump, and that's what it, it's as simple as that. Leaven is that yeast you put up in that bread, and it changes the composition, the spirit, so to speak, little s of that whole lump. So I wanted to bring that up because it's not just about uh, you know oh hey that person's in adultery or that person's you know in some sort of sexual sin with you know his father's wife. All right, that's Literally, not what it's, uh, it's, it's talking about all the time as far as physically. Sometimes it's spiritually fornication. That's the leaven that needs to be removed. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Back in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Picking back up in verse number 7, it says, Purge out therefore the old leaven. Now, what is the old leaven? That's the old man. That old man that has been crucified with Christ, reckon yourself dead, brothers, sisters in Christ. Reckon yourself dead because you need to purge out there for the old leaven. Remember who you are in Christ. Let this mind be in you, be a single mind that that's what it's all about. What we need to be concerned about is the Word of God being about the Word only and remembering who we are in Christ. We are His body his body, and we are in him. Make sense? Therefore, purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump. Remember, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, as ye are unleavened. You're a new lump, unleavened. Now, how are we unleavened? Brother Mike, seriously, we have sin still in this flesh. Yep, Paul talks about that in Romans 7 and other places. Absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely have that. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrifice for us. In Christ, though, the old man has been crucified. Are we still capable of things in the flesh? I'm looking at, a, uh, I'm looking at a, uh, a comment on YouTube right now, and it's a perfect example. Are we capable of things in the flesh? Ungodly things. Can we do ungodly things? Can we have things in our life that aren't godly? For example, an ungodly, as this uh, person has talked about here on YouTube, show the crowd your ungodly tattoo on your right arm. Well, first of all, I can't roll my sleeve up for you to see my ungodly tattoo on my right arm or on my left or on my chest or on my legs. One on my leg. But I will readily admit it, and people have seen it before. Go back and watch those videos. But that's not who I am in Christ. That's things that I've done in my body of flesh that I'm definitely not proud of. However... Those are at the times when I was not reckoning myself dead and I was living under some definite chastisement during those times, okay? So uh, this B-son here on YouTube, I wish I could, but this sleeves will not allow it and I'm not unbuttoning my shirt, okay? But that's a perfect example of me not acting sanctified as a saint, as what I am. hope that clears that up. So I hope you're still watching, and uh, I hope that uh, makes sense to you, okay? So anyways, getting back to this. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump. As ye are unleavened, we are in Christ, this body of Christ here, this local body of believers, in Christ, the microcosm of the macro sense, For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Where are our sins? If you were in Christ, what happened to your sins? It was placed upon him and nailed to his cross, the Bible says. Going back to my tattoos, okay? Ungodly, yes. When I get to heaven and I have, um, I stand before Christ and he In his eyes of fire, judge me righteously. The things done, whether they be of Christ, whether they're gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble, I will suffer loss. Rewards lost. Maybe uh, somebody saw me one time and was like, well, he says he's a Christian, but look at, you know, he's looking like the world, so to speak. And maybe that was the testimony that I suffer loss. Maybe. I don't know. Probably so. But that's not who I am in Christ. I won't answer for sin at that judgment seat. You know why? Because Christ, my Passover, I'm going to change this verse, not for trying to change the Bible, but I'm going to make it personal right now. For even Christ, my Passover, is sacrificed for me. My sins were nailed to his cross almost 2,000 years ago. And I will never again, ever in eternity, when I stand before him, give an account for that because I stand sanctified as a saint in him, clothed in his righteousness. And you too can be clothed in his righteousness if you humble yourself and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Humble yourself. Know that in you is no good thing, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Believe the gospel of your of, the, of, of salvation. Jesus Christ died on the cross. What happened at the cross? Your sins, plural, were sacrificed as the Passover lamb was sacrificed, nailed to his cross. And then because you're in Christ, you were buried with him as well, promised the resurrection one day. Because as he's the first fruits, you will be risen in Christ one day. Because we're in him. That's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. And that is the gospel of our salvation that took care of our sins by the grace of God through faith. I have faith in that. I will never answer for my sins again. Boy, I'm so glad you brought up my tattoo. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, B. Son, I've never seen you on here before, but. I hope you're still watching. All right, getting back to this. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Paul's not talking about a feast, a Jewish holiday, or a Jewish uh, uh, religious feast. He's not talking about that. He says, let us keep the feast. Remember who we are. Remember that our sins have been crucified with him, not with old leaven, not that other stuff, that, that old man. Reckon yourself dead. He's dead. Reckon yourself dead. Remember, you're dead. The old man's dead, that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is in you. You are no longer answerable for sins. when You stand before him. Can you sin in this flesh? Absolutely. That's why we groan. We're waiting to wit for the adoption of this flesh. Okay? That's also, I believe, in Galatians or maybe Romans. The point is is that that's why there's that flesh versus spirit all the time. The new creature versus the old man that's that's dead that we try to resurrect a lot. So therefore keeping the feast is remembering who we are in Christ. But with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth is because that's in Christ in you. The hope of glory. I wrote you unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. Look who he talks about. Yet not all together with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous extortioners or with idolaters, for then must ye needs go out of the world. This is Romans chapter twelve, verse number two. Um, let's see, we'll turn there real quick. Some of these verses: Romans chapter twelve and verse number two. You never know what God is going to bring up in these studies. I am so thankful. I really, I truly am so thankful that that comment was left here on YouTube. I am so thankful because what what a perfect opportunity to praise God for the grace that he bestowed on me. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Romans chapter 12 and verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember who you are, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're not of the world, brethren, uh, it says you need to go out of the world First uh, Corinthians chapter two and verse number 12. We studied this back a few weeks ago, First Corinthians chapter two and verse number 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. when you were saved, you didn't receive the spirit of the world. you already had that, but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And then over in Galatians chapter, I love the book of Galatians, by the way, Galatians chapter one. B. Son on YouTube. If you're still there, would you let me know? Or would you write me an email? I would love to talk to you and uh, start a dialogue with you on that. So B. Son, L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com, or leave another comment, would you please, if you're still here. Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 4, it says, "...who gave himself for our sins, amen, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father." When are we going to be delivered from this present evil world? Whether in death or at the catching up? There it is. At the catching up, we're going to be delivered from this body of flesh as well. We're going to put on incorruption, amen? That's why he saved us, saved us from our sins, took them away from us, blotted them out, all those ordinances, that he might deliver us from this present evil world that will happen. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 3. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 3. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of this world. Of the world, excuse me. Yep, sure were. Can we still be brought under that stuff? Yep, because if you read Galatians, um, you can be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You can be entangled with this world. I testify to that i got the scars literally etched in my body to prove it. Let's say Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. We are crucified with Christ, nevertheless, we live, because we are made a new creature in him. Colossians chapter two and verse number twenty, just talking about this deliverance from the world. Colossians chapter two and verse number twenty. Wherefore if ye be if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, so forth and so on. But in the concept of that of that context of that passage too, you could literally say, Why would you live like the world? Amen. Why would you? Can you still? Yes. I wish it was not the case, but it is. We can be entangled again. We can be, um, are you subject to ordinance? Why do we place ourselves back in that old man? I don't know why, but we have the free will. God wants us to love out of a willing heart, not of constraint. And then finally, Titus chapter 2, verse number 12, it says here, teaching us that denying ungodliness is, And worldly lust, it's still in us, brethren, sisters. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Do we have the ability to do that of ourselves? No. But walking in the Spirit, yes. Die to self, live in the Spirit. If you don't die to self, you can do all sorts of ungodly things in this body of flesh. Paul says that. Anything that he the sins that he said that it was committing, that he was in it was not him, not his true self, anyways, not his new creature, but this old man, this dead man, this flesh that we still have to deal with. But we're not alone because he sent a comforter. He sent his spirit into the world. I promised my brother Aaron I did get emotional the other night And I thought I was going to I got some uh, coffee here And um, I think I'm I think I'm going to keep it together Hold on a second I do have my tissue over here just in case Okay (laughs) My brother Aaron he talked to me on the phone When I got emotional uh, A couple A couple live streams ago And uh, But that's okay Because I was glorying in Christ his salvation, and what he has made me in him. And uh, I can't help but get a little bit excited about that and get a little bit uh, emotional about that. All right, let's go back to uh, 1 Corinthians 5 before that happens again, and it's I can feel it for sure. Um, but God is so good. God is so good that even even in, that, in these moments that uh, the perfect opportunity to teach the word, be about the word, is given. I'm so serious. B son, if you're on YouTube still watching, I would love for you to make another comment so I can just talk to you. Or, like I said, reach out to me on my email. All right, let's finish up 1 Corinthians chapter 5. The Bible says here um, in verse number 11, but now I have written unto you not to keep company. Mark them would cause division among you, doctrine, fornication, so forth and so on. Mark them unto you not to keep company, mark them, avoid them, Romans chapter 16. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, if he's called a brother, we're to treat him as such. If he has a testimony of salvation, if he says he's saved, um, Paul deals with that as well. Uh, I got convicted even when I was going through that. Uh, Where was that? Where it talks about, uh, I believe, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, I believe. Hold on a second. In my hand right here mm. where it talks about where did I I just talked about that recently that we're to treat him as a brother um, no matter what I cannot remember where that was right now it's, it'll come to me at some point in time, but we just recently covered it but um but Paul says here if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator i I, I just can't remember where that passage is. And I don't want to butcher it. But it does talk about how we deal with those. Um uh, we, we are to treat them as a brother. And I could probably look it up on my app real quick. Wait one second here, folks. Treat them as a brother, I believe is the term. So I let's see. Treat them. Uh, I apologize, but this is is really going to bother me if I can't find it Hmm. well seriously? anyways, I I can't find it (laughs) that's seriously going to bug me but uh, I'll think about it I know the minute I stop that stream right there it's going to come to me but that's okay Anyways, but we're to treat them as brothers, and it says, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous, wait a minute, can a brother in Christ be this? Yep, if they forget who they are, they absolutely can. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard, look at these things. Oh, my goodness. Or an extortioner with such and one, know not to eat, have no fellowship with them. We are to deliver such a one, mark them, avoid them. For the destruction of the flesh, potentially even, turn them over to Satan sounds like so severe, but it's to get them out of the body. They can't be removed from the body as far as the body of Christ if they are in him. It's impossible. You can't do it because you didn't place them there in the beginning, in the first place. God did, and God said he sealed them to the day of redemption. So therefore, in order to preserve the spirit or the of the unity of the body of believers there, you're to purge them out. Whew, boy, tough, tough, tough things to talk about, but it's there. For what I have I to do to judge them also that are without? Paul's saying, like, the ones that have been judged without, as we already see, have already been judged of God. That's why... Um, Somebody says, you're judging me in my sin. You know, like somebody is lost or somebody like, you're, you're judging me. I'm not. It's not my place to. God's already judged you. If you die without him, you've already been judged and found guilty. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. That's a judgmental statement. Outside of Christ, you are not righteous. That's why you need his righteousness. For what have I to do, verse number 12, to judge them also that are without, do ye judge them that are within? But them that are without, God judges. Without what, the body? That is Second Timothy chapter two. I do know that outside the house, but those earthen vessels and everything uh, that Second Timothy chapter two talks about. And I th- my dad preached about it even tonight, talking about uh, uh, vessels. There are vessels. That are not meet for the master's use that are within the house second look it up, second Timothy chapter two but uh those without the house have already been judged. God has to place them in him, they have to be saved, they have to become a new creature in Christ put on Christ, you know but them that are without god judges therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person you can be wicked and still be a brethren brother or sister in christ yes but mark them avoid them purge them it's tough to talk about i know my mom's saying second thessalonians 3:15 Because we just studied through that, so maybe that's why I was trying to remember. Thank you, Mama. 2 Thessalonians 3. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you, Mama. My mom. It's impossible that I'm turning 40 here in about a month or so, but so is she. She just turned 40. I don't know how that happened. My lovely mom. Uh, but yes, Second Thessalonians, back where we we're talking about treat them as a brother, Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 15. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. And just read that again. Yes, we just went through that not that long ago. Thank you so much, Ma. All right, so that's it. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. And then once again, <laughs> my wife over here on... Uh, On Facebook, 2 Thessalonians 3.15. Yes, my love, thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for that. Let's get us switched over here. Let's uh, look at some comments. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Let's do this and that. Hello. Here we are. Okay. We're switched over now. (laughs) My mom just said on YouTube... That's why you're my favorite son. I'm your only son. But I know what you mean. You're my favorite mom. How about that? My favorite mother-in-law went to be with the Lord, um, and my wife just reminded me. I believe it was, uh, babe, correct me if I'm wrong, but 11 years ago, I, was it 11 years ago on this day? I can't remember. Uh, but it was on, it was about eleven years ago. I mean, I might be mistaken on that. Let's see. I was in Afghanistan at the time. Um, my favorite mother-in-law in the world. And boy, did she love me, and I loved her. Yes, eleven years ago. Coming up November 6th. Yes. It's it. Man. Eleven years ago coming up November six uh, my mother-in-law Susan went home to be with the Lord and um, yeah I still miss her but we don't mourn as others without hope right babe okay uh my 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 friend and brother up there i I think you're still living up there uh up northeast maybe around Pennsylvania still or maybe uh Northern Maryland my friend, uh, Mr. Beaver, Jason, good to see you. And he says, the the wife and I appreciate these studies. Thanks. Well, thank you. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Uh, that's an encouragement to me. Let's see if uh, any other, hey, Debbie, late but here. Well, it's good to have you. Uh my dad, I think he's giving me the thumbs up there for when I was talking about the spirit of the church, a little less spirit. And then a uh, Joey Jim Cosme. I've never had you I've never seen you on here before. Joey Jim Cosme there on Facebook. Missionary for Asians. Oh, okay. Well, I'd love to know where you're uh you're watching from there, if you're still watching. If not, that's okay. All right, well, I think we're running, yes, Brother Ken, Second Thessalonians three fourteen fifteen. 15, absolutely. Thank you, my brother, my Las Vegas brother, for a little while longer, still praying for your situation there. I don't know if you've um, been able to come to any kind of thing of moving. I know you had talked about it the last time we spoke um, via Skype, but um praise the lord for you brother there praying for you Ken my brother in Christ there and i am so serious um i wasn't did did not upset me at all um uh, brother Cosme is one of your dad's friends okay great um but with this b son and like i said i i don't know who it is um there it is He's still here. Be son. Can you share your testimony? I have several times. um, They're all on my channel. Uh, I came to know and even accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, So very briefly, I was raised in a very good godly home. The word of God was uh, taught to me from a very young age. And uh, I believe now uh, that at the age of five years old, I made a profession of faith, but I didn't know what that was about. Um, I was, you have to understand, I was raised around, you know, uh, churches and always constantly seeing people, uh, you know, preach the word of God, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, but I just didn't understand what was going on, And, um, and so several years after that, I think I was nine years old, I was sitting at a youth camp in southern... South, well, I guess it would be southeastern uh, Indiana, pretty close to uh, Cincinnati, actually. And uh, when I sat there, I never had been bothered about the fact that I was a sinner. I just made a profession of faith because I wanted to go to heaven. You know, sounded great, right? As a five-year-old, who wants to go to hell um, <laughs> and be separated from your parents and all these other kinds of things, you know. But I didn't understand my sin condition. And I've, I've shared this testimony before, but at the age of nine years old, again, I think um, when Paul says that in Romans, I think chapter seven it is, where he says, uh, I was alive without the law once, but when sin revived, I died. I believe at nine years old, when I was listening to the preaching, that the word of God convicted me, the spirit of God convicted me of my sin condition. And I knew I was a sinner and I was lost. I had no doubts about that, and um all I remember from that from that time is I didn't remember exactly what all was preached the rest of the way out, but I knew that um I was a sinner, and that um I needed help in that condition, and so I made a public i uh, while there's a controversy talking about is prayer what saved, prayer is not what saves you. Um, but it is the acknowledgement of your condition. I knew I was a sinner, and there was only one that could do something about it, and uh, I trusted in Him, the gospel of my salvation. I trusted in Christ alone for my salvation, and um, He made me a new creature in Christ on that day. Um, like I said, nine years—I was nine years old. That was about thirty-one years ago, and um, about thirty years ago or so. And uh, that's my testimony. Beyond that, I didn't get rooted and grounded in God's word. I came at about 18 years old. I moved out of the house the day, I believe it was that mom and dad can correct me on this if I'm mistaken on the timeline, but I do believe the night I graduated high school, I moved out of the house. Uh, Because again, wasn't rooted and grounded in God's word. Uh, even though I was surrounded by it, I just knew what other people taught. I believed what other people taught, but I didn't believe it I, in my own, on my own. I didn't stand on the word of God. I wasn't, I had the roots of uh, barely anything established in the ground, if you want to talk about rooted and grounded in the truth. And um, I moved out of the house, I think the night of graduation, like I said, and um, I proceeded to live in the flesh as much as I possibly could, and never could understand. I knew I was being like, I knew I lived under chastisement, because I knew, I knew that this is not how a uh, new creature in Christ should act. Um, I didn't, I knew that I was not acting as a sanctified saint, let's put it that way, and um, I joined the military probably about a year after that, probably was one of the worst decisions, also best decisions of my life, because it kind of removed me uh, from the local area and all the things that surrounded there. And I, I that's all I want to go into that as far as the things that I was doing. And um, I went into the military. Once again, I'm not a proponent of that either. Uh, go back and watch some of my other videos on that. Um, and then I proceeded to live ungodly, for several years that way. I was away from my home. I was away from, um, well, let's just be honest. I was away from trying to run as far away as I could from anything godly. And I suffered greatly for it. Um, I couldn't uh, at the time tell you what exactly it was, chastisement, but whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And if he, if I wasn't being chastened, I I would have been really concerned because I did know the the scriptures on that. You know, then you are bastards, and as the Bible says, and not sons. Um, But um, so that's a, I guess we would say a brief rundown. I'd cover it more in detail. And um, so I'm I'm not sure what your actual name is, there, uh, B Son. I, I. on YouTube, we just have like handles or like names that we have here, but um that's just a brief description here on on the spot i guess you would say of um of my my testimony a brief testimony of the overview of my life. there's so many other things that happened um i i me and my wife we finally were just like uh hey we can't keep living as." Double minded people, because we are definitely unstable in all of our ways, and uh, we knew we were not living right, we knew we were not living godly um, at that time. As you pointed out earlier, all, all these tattoos ended up on my body. And when I say ended up, I purposely chose to do that to myself. Not an advocate, it was sin, sin definitely in my flesh that's been etched in there, and um. But we say, you know, maybe if we get back in in church, you know, full time and maybe just really, and that seemed to be a little bit helping and, you know, we were surrounded by God's word again, godly influences, so to speak, but it wasn't, uh, well, a few years later, there's a, uh, this is a very long story, Uh, but um, a few years later, uh, we were, we we finally decided we're like that's it. We don't want anything other than God's word, uh, the the traditions of men, the the things of the 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 cultural church, and all these other kinds of things. Um, were, we knew as we studied more of God's word, um, there was a, a few people that influenced me at the time, some studies and stuff like that, and some men of God uh, that were surrounding me, and we decided to uh, leave there the place that we were at the time, and uh, we came together, started meeting in homes and so forth and so on. And uh, that's where the New Testament Church of Hagerstown actually began and still meeting in a small little room and uh, to this day in a warehouse um, in Hagerstown, Maryland. And then as I was there, that was about almost three years ago was when I started Let This Mind Be In You as a reminder to myself that who I am in Christ, to study through God's word, the epistles of the, uh, of of Paul, and knowing who we are in Christ, and letting this mind, allowing this mind to be in me. Do, Do I still fail epically in this flesh? Absolutely. But I am more than ever by the grace of God grounded in him. And that's my brief testimony. So, like I said, I, I think if you look at, if you search the term testimony on, on this page on uh, on YouTube, I don't know if you can search for it on Facebook, but on YouTube or any of the podcasts, I, one of them is labeled uh, testimony, I do believe. So you can go look at that, and that's a little bit more of a... Um, that's a little bit more detailed, I guess you would say, than what I just went. We're coming up on 9 o'clock right now. so. But anyways, if you'd like to reach out to me, like I said, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and you can always write me there, and we can discuss it more. So, All right, but great question. And I'm so thankful that you asked that question. I'm so thankful that uh, you mentioned the ungodly tattoos on my uh, right arm. There's also one on my left, as I mentioned, very Upfront and honest with that There's one here on my chest And uh, one on my left calf To be perfectly out there You know <laughs> Definitely there Okay um, And um, not Something I boast of Let's put it that way But it is an opportunity to talk about Where uh, sin abounded Grace did much more abound Okay, let's see, your comment, thank thank you for your response. Question, at nine years old, you knew you were a sinner before the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I did. And the magnitude of that, yes, I did. I knew that if I died at that moment, I would definitely go to hell. I knew that in the eyes of God, I was lost and undone. I had come short of the glory of God. I absolutely knew that. And like I said, that may come at different ages for people, um, I've discussed that on this channel before. Romans 7, to me, uh, really brings that up. Um, but the Bible always says, and also says in Romans chapter 10, that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You have to understand that the more you're surrounded by God's word, the King James Bible being preached and taught and read and being surrounded by like in Bible classes and devotionals, and they're just being completely surrounded by that, you're immersed in that. God has more opportunity, I believe through the power of his spirit, because the Bible is inspired, his perfect word preserved in the King James Bible, um, you're surrounded by that. I think faith can come. Now, what age that would be for some people, I don't know. And you said here, it took myself until 29 years old, 10 years ago, to understand my sin and the meaning thereof. I cried for my sin. I was broken extremely in heart towards the Lord Jesus Christ. So, yes, I do distinctly remember being broken and of a contrite heart. I can tell you that uh, I hate calling you B-Sunt because I know that's not your name. But um, anyways, uh, yes, same. Broken extremely, yes, in heart, of a contrite heart. I knew exactly who I was. I knew I was a natural man. I knew it. I absolutely knew it, and I am convinced I am fully persuaded, as Paul told Timothy, that neither life nor death nor principalities nor powers, none of that thing can separate me from the love of God because I know that he saved me and changed me at that moment. I know that without a shadow of a doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Can you feel the last question? Sure. Why not? I, I love answering questions. I wish more people would ask. Go ahead and ask. I'll uh sip the last little bit of my coffee here while I wait. <clears throat> this is a great opportunity to, to discuss. I don't I don't boast in these things. I don't bring it up all the time because quite frankly, definitely not proud of uh, the life that I lived. I shame like shame on me and the shame to me that there's going to be a lot of things that will definitely burn up. My sin though, my sins, plural, all of them, past, present, future have been nailed to his cross. I know that. And I'm so thankful for that. I glory, not in myself, but in Christ. If any man glory, glory in Christ. And that's what I, I attempt to do every single moment I got. Um, and, uh, Lord, help me, uh, to die to self so that I never again am back there. So can you feel the last question? Absolutely. Like I said, uh, I'll wait a few more minutes and, uh, if we go ahead and come off of here, if it takes a little bit too long or whatever, and you like to just write me, like I said, you can, you can write me whatever you like. I answer very quickly on, um, my email. Let this mind be in you. Or the first letter of all that, L T M B I Y. At Yahoo.com. L T M B I Y at Yahoo.com. I'm just trying I'm trying to fill air here while this uh gentleman I'm going to say that this is a uh a brother and not a sister in Christ. I haven't I don't think so, anyways. I've been wrong on that before, and I felt really bad. Um, who was that? Who was that? As I'm still trying to fill up some dead air. If you're going to write a question, I wish, uh, please uh, wrap it up as soon as you can. Um, who was that? I said, uh, brother? And then she's like, no, this is sister so and so. And I was like, oh, no, I felt so bad. But again, with YouTube, Especially. Now, Facebook is not as bad. I mean, you can name yourself, I guess, whatever you want to, but most of the time people's names are there. So I know like Debbie and uh, Brother Cosme, uh, my dad, all of them, like I could see their names. So fairly easy to distinguish. Uh, your podcast, Let This Mind Be in You, does the Lord Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit convict you that you should change that name to Let This Word Be in You? I Like, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and word or the Word was with God, or something like that. Um, the reason why I say Let This Mind Be in You, because it's literally what the Bible says, word for word in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5. So I've talked about that before. I just use that scripture as a reminder to myself, and um, let this mind be in you. It's literally what it says, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ was the Word, capital letters W-O-R-D, for sure. God manifests in the flesh. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what you're asking there, but your podcast, let this mind be in you. Does the Lord Jesus Christ and his Holy spirit convict you that you should change that name? Oh, I'm not going to change the scriptures, um, to let this word be in you. So I hope that answers your question. But with that, we'll wrap it up. If you have other questions for me, please reach out to me. Like I said, on my, on my, uh, my email, we've gone a little bit over time, but it's been great. I love answering questions. I, I, I absolutely do enjoy answering questions. So, whereas the word is our standard, and would you think that mind might be a bit loose in terminology and possibly capable of being warped by those who receive it? I've never thought about it this way, but... Uh, Again, if somebody asks me, what let this mind be in you, which I've had people ask me that, it allows me to go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5 and say, let this mind be in you is right here in the Bible. Look what it says, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He was God manifest in flesh. He is God manifest in flesh. He is God who humbled himself because, look at verse number 6, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God because he is God, but made himself of no reputation, he humbled himself and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Death of what? Even the death of the cross. Amen for that, because wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, his name, which is above every name, which is interesting because his word is magnified even above his name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to glory to the glory of God the Father. And it allows me to witness to people a lot. Okay. Oh well, he says, uh, I understand that and will email me. I look forward to it. Okay. Well, it's been great tonight. It's been uh, very good. Uh, I've really appreciated the, uh, the the questions and the comments. I don't mind going over the hour. There's no time limit on this. Um, I'm not restricted by time limit, but, uh, well, I have to get up at 4 in the morning, so there is a limit. If this was kept stretching on into, like, 11 o'clock at night, I would definitely be wanting to wrap it up in my flesh, admittedly. But, uh Anyways, thanks for joining me on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, on the live version. And if you're listening in on the, on the podcast version, that'll be uploaded here shortly. And so I appreciate you once again. Uh, thanks be to God that uh, he died for us who knew no sin. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, the Bible says. He commended his love towards us. But remember, before that, we're enemies. Natural men are enemies of God. We have enmity with God. But in him, humble yourself, that contrite heart, everything that we've been talking about tonight. godly sorrow, the repentance of sins, just understanding that you are lost. You're without Christ. You are in a lot of trouble. But he humbled himself. Took on the form of a servant. God manifested in the flesh and died for your sins, plural, all of them, nailed unto his cross. Took the ordinances, everything that you were rightly justified or rightly judged as being lost and guilty, and everything like that. And when he said it is finished, he took that and you, your faith, grace is poured out through faith because of that. Amen. And that's available. So if you're without Christ, if you've never come to that moment as we've been talking here, please reach out to me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'd love to talk to you. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what we strive to do here at Let This Mind Be In You. So I thank you again for joining me. And um, I will see you next time, Lord willing. So God bless.